0: Welcome to this podcast on the joys of goal setting and at least having options as to how you set your goals. If we were now facing one another, we might do a quick show of hands and and I'd be asking if you are in the the habit already of setting goals in aspects of your life, be that home or work or with your horses. Then I might ask for another show of hands if uh, you actually enjoy that process of setting goals And very much what I find is goal setting can be a marmite moment. So some of us resist it. Others feel we can't live without goals and goal setting. But one thing is for sure. It is the ABC of learning the alphabet in terms of how we want to make mental performance improvements in our ridden and sporting world particularly. So setting goals is certainly a very powerful process. Now, I can think of at least um, seven reasons why setting goals can be helpful. One, it can reveal what's important to us. Two, it can help us develop a sense of, um, you know, develop ourselves as a person who actually goes about achieving goals and doing what we said we would do. Um, As a result of that, the third benefit and reason for setting goals is it very much builds our confidence. Fourthly, it provides us with direction and focus because, again, we've we've focused in on what's important to us. It also prov- provides us with some motivation and keeps us committed, if you like, to that end game or that, that um, uh, end in sight. In addition, sixthly, it can help pinpoint where we actually need help, be that from a trainer or, um, or another team member. And finally, but by no means least, the seventh reason to set goals is it does give us a sense of purpose. And that, I think, has been particularly helpful and important for people during lockdown where we haven't been able to see our trainers we haven't been able to compete we haven't been able to go out and do schooling rounds um, in cross-country courses etc. Now there are some simple rules to bear in mind Um, and the first one is do write your goals down and when I say write them down I mean the old-fashioned way with pen and paper Writing our goals down in that way, um, there's lots of science to show that there's a physiological response and, and activity that takes place in our brain when we write our goals down using pen and paper. The cursive is very important, i.e. joined up writing, so avoid block capital print or um, also avoid typing your goals. Um, so again, you know, the temptation and the habit is to put everything into our phones and tablets, but on this occasion, pen and paper is your best friend. Uh, There's lots of studies to to suggest that actually not just having a goal but writing them down is important to success. Uh, One study that that I particularly enjoyed was a study done in 1992 in an Ivy League school in America. It was mainly men who were in the subject group, but the key was that they were asked the question, do you set goals? And then they were asked the second question, do you write them down? Three percent of the gentlemen in the study did both set them and write, wrote them down. Then this group was followed through their their next two decades of life and 20 years later, the 3% that had set their goals and written them down made more money combined than the remaining 97% of the class. So I'm not saying that this is all about making money, but in terms of achieving whatever it is you you set yourself out to do, there's plenty of um, research and studies to, to show the link with the power of writing them down. So, a third tip for um, managing your goals and setting them is to do share them with someone else. Um, Preferably not someone who's going to have a good old laugh at them and, and tell you you're off your rocker. Um, it's your choice who you pick and if you don't pick anyone or don't want to share them with uh, a living person, then I do always also suggest that you could always invent an uncle or an aunt or a best friend in your head and just mentally rehearse, sharing your goals with them and seeing that person nodding and agreeing and smiling and, and wishing you well with them and, and offering any help. Fourthly, um, goal setting, particularly when we've got a new goal, perhaps at the new beginning of a new season, competitive season. Um, it's important to attach something new, a new goal, to something else. Uh, Again, lots of studies to talk about how how habits are formed in high-performing people. Um, And attaching a goal to an existing habit is seen to be one of those ways of most easily cementing a new habit into daily routine and practice. Now, with our riding, uh, one of the little tips and tricks that that I've used over the years is if there's something that you want to remember um, every time you ride for the next two or three weeks, perhaps it's to smile or breathe or go for relaxation with your horse before you start pacing pacing up the activity of the day, then um, you need a trigger. You need something to remind you about that goal. So take a, um, an elastic band or a piece of ribbon, something that's got a bright colour and attach that to perhaps the girth or to stirrup leather somewhere that's not going to flutter around and frighten your horse if he's, uh, he or she's a bit spooky. But have something that is a visual trigger for you to remind you of your goal. Now, very importantly, as a rule for goal setting, I, I say to people, don't follow any particular method of setting goals you know experiment with a few and find one that works for you so that's really really important and then also sometimes people um, have a real clarity on their big dream, the big goal, um, an event they want to win or a level they want to go up to. Perhaps they want to be four star um, or get to the Olympics, whatever it is. There's no judgment on that. But often the big goal itself needs to be chopped up and chunked down into smaller goals. So smaller goals are often the, the things that keep us moving forwards towards that bigger dream. So do make sure you chunk down into small enough goals. And steps. And of course, it's really important to mix in some fun goals as well. So too much reliance on building technique can often get too much for both you and your horse. So do make sure that there's an aspect of fun um, built in from a permission standpoint, if you like, into your goals and how you're you're approaching your progress and then perhaps finally use facts and statistics wherever you can to um keep a perspective and ensure that you're you know giving yourself a good reality check on how you're actually uh progressing and how your competitions are are faring up um you know there's there's plenty of ways of getting your stats Um, If stats work for you, um, and it may not work for everybody, but if that is something that gives you a good reality check and and grounds you in hard data, then by all means use stats um, for for managing and motivating yourself. Um, So stick whatever you know system you're going to follow as i say don't necessarily stick with the system but do stick with the goals providing they're still relevant of course um it's all about action the achievement of goals so having perhaps daily reminders in your phone is fine um or in your barn or in your tack room or in your car even maybe or on your fridge at home on a post-it note you know action is going to be the difference between writing goals and, and and achieving them and writing goals and looking at them and wishing you'd achieve them. So don't forget it is all about actually putting something into practice and don't get too lost and hooked and wed um, to which system to use because that's actually um, the icing on the cake if you like, that's the the frill. Now in terms of how to set goals um, there are a couple of methods that I've used and shared with others, see which one resonates with you, give it a try and if it doesn't work for you move on and try something else but typically there are most most of us will set goals that are one of two types. They're either going to be outcome-focused goals, so what the what, what we want, or they're going to be process, which is the how. And, of course, I, I recommend a combination of the both. <laughs> so outcome goals typically reflect what we want at the end, a specific result, a score at the end of the season, a trophy at the end of a weekend, a rosette colour. And process goals are how we're going to get there. So it's all those steps along the way. And, and my top tip for um, you know, goal setting is that the goal alone is often not enough um, because outcomes we can't control, but process we can. So the more you can focus on those process steps of the goal, then the more you will feel things are in your line of sight and are controllable and achievable, hopefully. There are some critical success factors that science has shown around goals. One is that focus on the process, um, as I've just said, the, uh, the, the how you're going to get there and you'll be more successful. Um, monitoring your progress is also important in being effective and achieving your goals rather than just focusing all the time on the end game and the gap you've got to fill. Um, and get into the habit of setting goals daily and monthly um, so that it's not just something you do once a year or once at the beginning of every season and then sort of almost forget about it. It's a good habit to to have toned up just like a muscle. So perhaps you want to write down and start thinking about one or two processes that you want to improve uh, in the next day, week or month. Um, example, being able to change the quality of your canter in a heartbeat or improve your go to woe or um, be able to really um, support and help your horse quickly to relax mentally and physically, um, whatever it is that, you know, you want to achieve, you process goals should be very much alive and kicking with you as you drive to the yard each day as you drive to an event certainly when you're competing and as you tack up so one great process that I recommend that you we all have as riders is uh, particularly if we're out competing is to have a what I call warm up my confidence routine that's an important goal to have so that you can actually put into practice what you need to do Every time you go to an event to warm up your confidence, both you and your horse but but you know I'm talking to you at the moment um and a few things these this is going to include a few things that you always do um and that that then gives you the confidence that you know when you and your horse have done enough in the warm-up routine in the warm-up arena um, and perhaps again some of those triggers are about both of you being relaxed and uh, uh, and both of you feeling feeling that relaxation in your body no tight shoulders no brace in your horse your horse is breathing perhaps he's had a good blow out through his nose and you're smiling and perhaps chatting to fellow competitors or, or your entourage there to support you So I'll move on now and talk about a few goal goal setting methods that you may have come across. Um, I'll go through these in no particular order of preference or uh, importance. The first one is SMART goal setting and SMART is something you may have um, come across where the letters in the word SMART, the acronym, stand for a step in the goal setting process. It's probably the most common goal setting method in the corporate world of work. So people coming from that environment will definitely have come across this. So let me explain it. The S in SMART stands for the specific goal. So what specific goal are you wanting to work on with your riding and your horse? Is it a specific skill that you need to master? Is it uh, a discipline that you want to improve? Is it a type of fence, a or a ditch, a coffin, a bank um, that your horse struggles with? Is it a particular dressage move that you want to improve or master? The M for mother stands actually for what will be the measure of success. So you decide how you're going to measure success so that you know you've got there. The A stands for achievable action. Again, that's very much about the process. So what are the action steps that you're going to need to follow and put in place? R stands for is the goal realistic? Because if it isn't, you're going to just going to start already from a sort of disadvantage by demotivating yourself. And T stands for what's the time frame for achieving your goal. And again, that also needs to have that realism, but a little bit of stretch with it. And then um for those of us who are riding, I tend to add an additional S on the end of smart, and that additional S stands for support because it is critical to have a support network in place whether that friends be that part of your training um, support network um, even your farrier your physio your physio your nutritionalist for you for your horse all those people who who you know they're supporting you and encouraging you it's important to to share some of your goals with with a select few now it's also useful to think that you can measure and set goals for sort of very clear hard Areas hard as in hard, visible, easy, tangible to measure. Things like, can I do Piaf? Can my horse, um, you know, um, really go deep into corners before a combination fence? You know, th- these these sorts of things we can measure. But sometimes people say to me, "Well, I can't. I, I need to improve my relaxation." But that's too soft to measure. Um, try to even turn these soft areas into goals for yourself. Um, so, for example, a soft goal is this ability we want to perhaps improve um, for our ability to breathe and ensure we're breathing for relaxation, not just for survival. <laughs> so if that's your goal, um, you know, create a grading system for yourself. I often use one to four or one to five. And, you know, after each ride at home, schooling session, just grade yourself. I wasn't relaxed today. I couldn't feel softness in my body. Um, in fact, I was holding my breath. And perhaps today you'd give yourself a one. And then over the next few days and weeks, you know, you get more better and better at measuring yourself and using the same scale um, and use it each time you ride. You'll start to notice that you're giving yourself a two or a three and suddenly you're up at four. And then you might have amazing days where, you know, you've given yourself a five. Um, There are other measures of relaxing and feeling confident. So don't forget to really think about your process goals, the steps of how you're going to measure your your, uh, relaxation. And it's not just was I breathing, was I feeling relaxed in my body, no tension anywhere and shoulders, etc. But it's also things like, you know, did I smile? Did I laugh while I was riding my horse? Um, did my did I give myself and my horse a few breaks during our ride today where we just chilled out and I let him lead and, and take take lead and wander off on a nice uh, long rein on the buckle. Um, so you know, these are all signals of us becoming more relaxed. So do tune into all those different types of, of measures that you can set for yourself. Um, And, of course, when it comes to, um, you know, reliability, um, when we're out in our competing mode, then, you know, trying to avoid silly errors in our... Um, you know use of the school and our accuracy of of our circles and our serpentines um, trying to avoid silly time penalties in show jumping across country all of those things are important also to build in as goals if relevant to you so that you have a more consistent ride you have a more consistent score and your confidence of course um, increases and eventually you're going to go up a level so that's the smart system or smarts as I call it Um, Another method, method number two, is using what I call a commitment charter. So this is where you just set and keep promises and commitments to yourself. It's a lovely light touch system. You can commit it to memory, I find, for the day or the week ahead. um, So you don't necessarily need post-it notes around you. Um, And it does build in us a sense of self-trust, confidence and, of course, achievement. So imagine a table with two columns and approximately five rows. Column one is time frame and column two, what you're going to accomplish. And then below those two columns, each row has a time frame on it. So if you want to write this down, you can, you can do so. The first row is going to be 30 days from now. The row below that is 14 days. The row below that will be seven days. And then below that you've got 24 hours. And then the final row is going to be in the next hour. So you're just going to go through that mental process of sitting here and thinking, right, what is it I want to achieve um, in that, let's say, 30 days? Um, and then using each row, start at the bottom, if you like, and say, OK, in the next hour, what am I going to do? And it might be as simple as just finishing this chart. <laughs> um, and then the next 24 hours, what is it I'm going to do as a step towards that goal? And then building it up so that you've got that 24 hours, 7 days, 14 days, and then 30 day. Um, action step. Why I love that method is it is quick for most people. It tends to stop us dwelling too much and going around in circles. It's quite straightforward um, and it's great for giving us a a nice short-term focus that can sometimes really move us into action if we've we've had a period of inactivity or lack of motivation. And it's nice to have something that's attainable because it's got a 30-day window so we can see the end in, in sight there remember resolutions don't always work but systems and habits do so this is all about creating habits for ourselves. now method number three and another of my favorites is intention setting so keep an intention diary Um, this is a new habit and each sunday night perhaps write out three to five things no more than that that you want to keep at the forefront of your mind this week your, your your forefront of your intentions for the week ahead some of these might be logistical so it might be things like I write down notes from my lessons um, and I watch back video footage of myself in lessons or riding, uh, just schooling. Some of them might be emotional intentions. That I'll remember my breathing goals. I'll remember you know, to relax and give myself cues to relax whenever I feel on edge or tense. And it might be that, you know, you give yourself um, sort of an intention of having three positive things that you're going to remember about each ride and each schooling or training session with your horse and that that's your main focus at the end of each ride. You're going to really debrief with yourself only the positive things. So it's entirely up to you. (laughs) excuse me but ensure it's it's um ensure it is setting you up to be the best you can be for yourself and your horse that's the whole point of these positive intentions um in my experience getting into this habit of having a daily intention with your horse is really uh, invaluable and helps plug your mindset into bigger goals and setting these habits that, that are so transformational um so Let me think now, what's the next one that I want to introduce you to? Oh, yes. I just want to say, don't forget um, happy goals. Um, You know, our goals are about things we want to achieve. So achieving them should bring us joy. The process itself can be happy. It doesn't have to be, you know, like homework or schoolwork. (laughs) So think about, you know, building a building your goals to include things like what will give you joy with your horse, uh, both in terms of outcome and process. How can you make happiness a central part of of some of your goals? And when your joy becomes an inextricable part of your goals, you're more likely to love both the destination and the journey. And then finally, if you're a creative or visual type um, and you love going through magazines, uh, then, you know, you and, and your, your family, if you like, can engage in creating a bit of a, a horsey dream board or vision board for your competitive um, ambitions. Um, and if you're not competitive, then still do a vision board and a dream board of, of the relationship you want with your horse. So just go through some magazines online or, or a nice old fashioned paper magazine and select images that um, illustrate exactly the life you want with your horse the lorry you want to drive around in, a nice, uh, nice big lorry, the pictures that capture the relationships you want with your horse, perhaps riding bareback across a meadow, Uh, symbols that, you know, define success for you when you think about success with your horse. You can cut out words that speak to you, images, um, these might be words and images of fun and freedom, courage, adventure, trust, harmony. These are typically the words that I see on people's vision and dream boards in terms of what they're hoping to get, um, you know, from why they've got horses and why they ride and what what they love about it. So in summary, goal setting is a learning tool. Um, em- embrace it experiment with it. it it can be used to engage us excite us motivate us and it definitely can boost our confidence so it does provide a great focus and energy um, and shows us where we excel and of course where we need to do still some more work so it's very constructive and very rounded and balanced as a as a tool and a process. At the end of the day, it's it's all a mindset opportunity. So where you prepare your mind for a shift saying, "Okay, I'm going to go go into this and I'm going to set a goal um, and I'm either going to get it or I'm not. And it's not going to matter. It's not going to stop me. It's only going to teach me whether I succeed or fail. I'm going to learn something that's going to forward my progress and my learning. And if that's the sort of mindset you can adopt and embrace, then goal setting is going to be a super addition to your toolbox. So I hope you've enjoyed that and found that um, stimulating with some ideas and perhaps some some different ways of uh, thinking about goals. And as always, um, have fun with them and do keep in touch and let me know how you get on.